Talia Tunga Viola enters the transfer portal. You are a Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Talia entering the portal is best for Talia, and I also think it's not a bad thing for the Maryland Terrapins as well. The initial thought to Talia entering the portal is kind of like, oh my gosh, like I want him to be a Terp. Why is he leaving us? He needs to come back. Why is he leaving us after all the good things we have done for him? We've put him in a better position now to get drafted and all this stuff. And I thought he was going to the NFL. That's kind of your initial thought when a player of this magnitude leaves your program. It's like, dang, like you feel an attachment to the player because of how much you've cheered for him over the years, how much he's done for the program as a fan. And whoever you are in that Maryland program, a coach, a fan, media member, you kind of feel an attachment to players like this, just of how much coverage they have brought to the Maryland program and how good of a player they are, being an all-Big Ten type of player, being Maryland's best quarterback all time. You want to be like, dang, like, he he messed us up. Like, he should be coming back. He should be coming back to Maryland after all that we've done for him. And it's like, oh, why didn't he play in the bowl game then if he was still going to play in college football I thought he was supposed to go to the NFL draft. Why isn't he going to the NFL draft anymore? You have a lot of these kind of thoughts going on in your head, thinking like, dang it, like we want him to stay a Terp. And of course, there's nothing more than I want for Talia to be the quarterback of Maryland's football team next year. But I do think it's all right. And I think it's best for Talia that he has decided, a report just came out like, Right before I recorded this, a report came out that Talia would be entering the portal as a graduate student. So he will need a waiver from the NCAA. So I guess it's not automatic, but I'm guessing he has pretty good signals that he's going to be able to get that waiver overall. But the whole situation is kind of interesting overall. But he did officially enter the the portal and the report just came out. And like I said, your initial thoughts are, why isn't he staying a Terp? Like, he did us bad. He did us dirty. He should still be a Maryland Terrapin. But really, in my opinion, I think it was time. I think it was time for Talia to move on. Really, to me, there's not much more he can accomplish as a Maryland quarterback. Going back through what he's done over these past couple of years, I don't know what else he could realistically do to this team that really has any shot of actually happening. I don't know anything else that he can give to this program that he hasn't already given. For one thing, he's brought a great person off the field. You see him smiling all the time. You see him do stuff for the kids. You see him do so many different things overall. So he's been a great player off the field, which is number one you always think about. But what we are here to talk about is him on the field, of course. And he's been obviously 
an awesome player on the field. I mean, he's accomplished everything, in my opinion. He's the Big Ten all-time passing leader. He's the best Maryland quarterback of all time. He has all the Maryland passing records, yards, touchdowns, whatever whatever record you think of, completions, he has it, and he's really brought this program to a new height overall. But I just don't know what else he could accomplish. It's not like I don't think we can win a Big Ten championship next year with him. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't see us getting like 10 wins next season. I don't see it being very much different than what he has brought the last two years. I see us being about the same. And I think it's best for both teams or both parties in this situation, not both teams, but both parties to move on. He gave us four years of really solid quarterback play. And I don't know how much else you could ask for for him. I like players in college football. It's a new day. You don't stay in the same team for like six, five, five, six years. I mean, it just doesn't really happen. You, if you're a graduate, it's okay to go experience somewhere else with this portal opening and all this new stuff that you can do in college football. You want these players to go experience somewhere else. And sometimes they'll figure out that maybe they left a good situation that they were in and they didn't know how good they had it. I think that happens all the time. Players try and go transfer somewhere else, maybe a smaller program. They try to transfer to a bigger program or a bigger program, a kid that's really talented, could have sat and maybe played in the next year or two but didn't feel like sitting, decides to transfer into somewhere maybe smaller and things don't go well. But overall, there's many stories of it going well, and I just don't see the reason for Talia to stay at Maryland Terrapin another year. I just don't see him doing anything more really to help him specifically because at the end of the day if you think about it for him the best decision for him obviously we think of it as the for us too but he's making the best decision for him and I'm thinking of the ultimate goal for him is definitely the NFL so when we go through the draft process and all that type of things I don't know what else he could do at Maryland that could help him get a higher draft status. I mean, maybe he could just have a crazy, another crazy season where he throws for maybe less interceptions and he does something crazy as a Maryland football player. But realistically, I don't see that happening. I think there's more value in showing scouts that he can go somewhere else, go to a new system, go do something else, go to a new program and learn a new system and still play really well. I think there's more value in that in the scouting process and showing that you can be in multiple different places because, you know, teams in the NFL, they change head coaches a lot, offensive changes. They like guys that can adjust to change. They like guys that can do stuff that's hard. And going to another program that you're going to be completely unfamiliar with is a hard thing to do. So they like guys that kind of battle that type of adversity. And he has a chance to play different type of competition. Obviously, the Big Ten competition is about as stiff as you're going to get, unless you're going to go to an SEC maybe. But Still, he gets to play different teams that he hasn't played every year. I think it's just a chance for him to put more on film, a different type of game film on for the NFL, and that's the ultimate goal for Talia. But I really just don't see much else he can accomplish as a Maryland quarterback. Sure, he can make his records higher. He can make it harder for anyone to catch in the future. But overall, what else can he do as a Maryland quarterback? I don't see much. And yes, our quarterback play probably almost 100% won't be as good as it was for Talia, but I think it's time for the Maryland program to move on. You get to a spot where it's like, 
I think Maryland, they've prepared themselves to move on. We brought in MJ Morris. We have two guys in Cameron Edge and Billy Edwards that just showed in the spring game they might be ready to play. And who knows exactly how it goes down in the spring. But I think it's time for us to move on to a different player. He's been there, like I said. He's been at the Maryland program for four years now. It's time for us to be able to move on and show that we can still be capable in a really solid program that we've been over these last couple of years. We've won three straight bowl games. We've had winning seasons. We've had seven, eight win seasons now, and maybe we can get to nine wins eventually or 10 wins maybe in the future. But I think it's time for us to prove that we don't need him anymore for Toledo, that we have taken this next step as a program. I think that... I think that's still something that we have to prove overall, but I think we're ready to prove that. I think we've done many different things to be able to address this roster. We've brought in some new offensive linemen. We flipped a guy from Penn State. We got a guy from Georgia. Those are two really solid programs that you get guys, to one guy to flip from and one guy that was at Georgia that was a four-star. I think we got the guys on the outside. We have really solid players on defense. I'm not saying we're Alabama or Michigan or one of those type of teams, or Georgia, but I think we're set up pretty well to succeed without Talia Tunga Viola, and I think it's time. I think you just get to a certain part in a relationship, whether it's this type of thing between a quarterback and a team and a head coach, or whatever it is, where it's just time to move on. I like comparing this situation to the Bill Belichick and Brady situation, obviously it's to a much lesser extent and it's not six Super Bowls or seven Super Bowls or whatever it is. It's not that, but I think it has some similarities because coach Loxley started to succeed when Talia came and Talia started to play his best ball and win us games when he came over to Maryland. So my thing is like, who who was it really? Was it coach? Was it more Coach Loxley? Was it more the Maryland system, or was it more Talia? We're going to see that next year, and I think that's very similar to the Belichick and Brady thing. I think now a lot of people see that it was probably more Brady than Belichick, as Belichick struggles with the Patriots. But I think it's a very similar situation to that type of thing. We'll see if Talia can succeed without Coach Loxley and at Maryland, and we'll see. I think more people think are asking, can Coach Loxley succeed without Talia? They expect. I think a lot of people expect Talia to succeed without Coach Loxley. But I think that's kind of why it reminds me of that Patriots situation. But like the Patriots situation in the Brady-Belichick thing, Brady was ready to move on. He'd been there for a while. He's won a ton of Super Bowls there. He was ready to do something different and try something else. And I think that's completely fine. I think Talia is ready to try something else. And I think we're ready for him to try something else. Really quickly, some teams that I think he could possibly go to that I'm hearing, I'm hearing maybe Auburn. Auburn looks to add a transfer quarterback and they're SEC. So that could be interesting to see how we could play there. I would definitely have a lot of tabs in on that to see how we would play with Auburn. I would definitely watch some of their games if it didn't conflict with the Maryland games overall to see how Talia played there. And I would definitely check out like the highlights and everything to watch how he would play there. That would be a really interesting situation, but we did just play them in the bowl game. So that would be not going to say it would be weird, but it definitely, definitely would be a little bit different. And then also I'm hearing Miami, they really want to transfer quarterback. So overall, those are kind of the two teams that I immediately think of in terms of portal quarterbacks. But who knows what will happen? Maybe that won't be the situation overall. Maybe it'll be somewhere completely different. It probably will be realistically. But I know Miami's a big one. Go play with his brother. Um, well, obviously not on the same team, but in the same city, both in the Miami 
and that would be really cool kind of thing. I bet they'd be able to go maybe go to each other's games a little bit. I mean, I'm sure they're both busy. I don't know exactly how that would work. But overall, if he went to go play with Tua, that could be a really cool thing overall. Let's switch gears to Maryland basketball. I think they need to make a switch in the starting lineup. I'll tell you what switch they need to make and why they need to make it after this ad from FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tabs, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Maryland basketball needs to make a much-needed adjustment to the starting lineup, I think. I don't know if this adjustment will happen or the switch will happen in the lineup, but I do think it's time for Maryland basketball to make a switch in the starting lineup. The switch I think that needs to happen is I think they need to put Jahari Long in the starting lineup. We have struggled We have struggled big time. It's time to change something up. You can't just attack the same thing, the same thing, the same thing over and over again and do the same things and do the same things. I'm sure there's smaller adjustments that I'm not seeing, but I don't see a ton of adjustments overall with the Maryland team. And this team has been bad. They have been bad for a lot of this season. We have had some terrible overall losses. We just got dominated by Purdue. We've gotten dominated by Indiana. We got dominated by Villanova. We lost UAB. We lost to Davidson. What's the similar thing about a lot of those losses to Purdue, to Indiana, and um, some of those other losses that we have faced this year? It's, it's the lineup. The lineup stays the same. The lineup has stayed the same over the last couple of games or over the last couple of weeks, it's been the same since the beginning of the season where they really were trying to figure out. I think one time Kaiser started against Villanova, and I think one time Noah Batcher started. But other than that, it's been the same lineup. It's been Julian Reese at the five, Jordan Geronimo at the four, Dante Scott at like the three, and then Deshaun Harris-Smith at the two, and then, of course, Shamir Young at the one. What's worse than us losing and getting dominated and things not looking the best, in my opinion, is not doing anything to fix it or trying anything to fix it. I think you can't just attack the same thing, attack the same thing, and expect things to just magically change for us to just magically shoot better. And I know that's not exactly what's happening. I know they're trying to fix some things. I know they're watching film. I know they're doing all in their power, not all in their power, but doing a bunch of different things to try and fix this Maryland team up and try and make us a better team than what we have showed on paper. But the switch I think needs to happen is in the starting lineup. I think Jahari Long should start. I think Jahari Long 
should start overall. He has had some pretty big games. I know he's been up and down. It's not like he's just had like he averages like 15 points off the bench. But in my opinion, we have seen him do some really good things off the bench. Like against Indiana, remember that. He was one of our few bright spots in that game where he had eight points off the bench in only 23 minutes. He was able able to create his own shot, which I talk about a lot on this Maryland team. We don't have a lot of guys that can create their own shots overall right now. Outside of Jameer Young, I don't see a lot of people that have been creating their own shot overall. I don't see a lot of guys that can do that. And Julian Reese hasn't done it in the post. And nobody else really on the team I have seen create their own shot besides Jahari Long. I have seen Jahari Long be able to do it sometimes. Jahari Long can get to the rim. He can get to his spots at times. I mean, he's not elite shot creator, but I do think he would relieve some pressure off of Jameer Young overall. And I saw him against Coppin State when Jameer Young was out have 15 points. And so when he's forced into a role where he has to score the ball, he does a pretty good job at it. So I do think putting I putting um Jahari Long in the starting lineup could help the Terps. This isn't one of those adjustments that are like, oh, we're just trying stuff. Like I think this is a real a real adjustment that we should make like this isn't something that's like, oh, like, let's just try something out. Like, let's hope it works. It hasn't worked. We nothing's been working. Let's just try something new. Like, no, I think this is a legit change to the lineup that has to happen. And you might ask who needs to come out of the starting lineup. And I think Deshaun Harris Smith has to come out. I love Deshaun Harris Smith. I think he's going to be a good player down the road, but I don't think he's ready. I think he can play off the bench, and I just want to see what he looks like coming off the bench. And I, he brings really good toughness and some good stuff defensively. But there's a couple of things that he's doing in the starting lineup, really shooting the ball, that just aren't getting it done for our starting two guard. He's shooting the ball 18.4% from three, 56% from the free throw line, and 34% from the field. 34% from the field isn't going to get it done. 18% from the free throw line isn't getting it done at all. He's shooting about from the field what Purdue and Minnesota, the team we're about to talk about, about that's what about their shooting from the three-point line. And I don't want to I don't want to put him in down spot. I don't want to like talk bad about Deshaun Harris Smith, but at the end of the day, he just hasn't performed well. He's turned over the ball, and he's struggling offensively. And he's young. He's a freshman. That's okay. It's completely okay for him to struggle. It's really hard to come into Big Ten basketball, tough basketball, against grown men that are strong, that have really big-time skill, really big-time players. It is really hard to come into college basketball and play at a really high level. But I think it's time to – Try him off the bench. He's still going to play a lot of minutes coming off the bench. But I would love to see Deshaun Harris-Smith coming off the bench and Johari Long taking those starting minutes. And hey, if it doesn't work, whatever. We tried it. We can't get much worse than we are right now. But I do think trying it isn't a bad idea at all because I really do think Johari Long has played well in spots Overall, I think he's more experienced. I've seen him shoot the ball a lot better. It's not like Jari Long's an elite shooter, but he has shown the ability to make open shots. While Deshaun Harris Smith, he's made some shots and spots, but he's he's just not. He's his shooting needs a lot of work right now. I do think it's an adjustment that 
I think that we should make. And I think Jahari Long, like I said, can relieve some pressure off of Jameer Young overall because Jameer Young needs the pressure taken off of him some. And teams are keying in on him offensively or defense teams are keying on him defensively and they're not going to let him go for 30 points and right now we need Jameer Young to score like 30 to win the game or like 28 overall so right now I think Jahari Long can really offer some better scoring a little bit better shooting ability in the starting lineup I think we make the change I don't know if they actually do it I doubt they actually do it because they love Deshaun Harris-Smith and they have a lot of trust in him. And I do too. But I just don't think he's ready. Mainly his shooting ability. but And he can't really bully guys to the rim. So it's hard It's hard for me to say he should stay in the starting lineup. And I think something has to change overall. Can't just do the same thing over and over again. But I don't mind seeing him come off the bench overall. Let's talk about Maryland versus Minnesota. How do the Terps win on Sunday evening? I'll tell you after this ad from the Game Time app. Have you ever wanted to go to a game at the last minute like a Maryland's Terrapins game, but finding tickets is hard? I have been there before. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked on College for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. How do the Terps beat Minnesota? I'm going to keep it real clear. Let's start with Julian Reese. Julian Reese has been terrible over these last couple of games. Let me back up. Let me back up a little bit. Before I talk about Julian Reese, let me talk about Minnesota a little bit as a team. We play them on Sunday at 5 or 5.30. I have to double-check the exact time. I think it was 5. But they're 11-3. and three. They look like maybe a tournament team. They just got a huge win against Michigan. Um, in, in a back-and-forth game last night, they won by two on the road. They beat a really good Nebraska team. But other than that, they haven't really played many solid teams, but they're still 11-3 and three overall. Definitely a really good team, and I would say they're better than us right now. But how can the Terps win this game? This is a game that we could potentially work win. I'm looking at Julian Reese. Like I said before, before I backtracked a little bit, Julian Reese has been terrible over these last couple of games. Take out the Coppin State game. I'm not counting that. He's been horrible against UCLA. He's been horrible against Purdue. One combined point in the last couple, he's been horrible. He hasn't been aggressive. He hasn't tried to score. We need Julian Reese in the worst way possible to get back on track. I am tired of watching him not be aggressive. I'm tired of watching him not try and score. We need at least 15 and 10 for, for us to win. I think we need 15 and 10 for us from him for us to win this game. I need him to be aggressive. I need him to start getting to the free throw line, even if he's not the best free throw shooter. I think an X factor in this game is Jamie Kaiser. 
The freshman had didn't play bad against Purdue. Made a couple of shots, which we need right now. We need people that can make shots. I think Jamie Kaiser is an X factor in this game. He hit two threes against Purdue, and we need some of that shooting from Kaiser. I need like him to make a three or two, I, at least two threes, probably for us to win the game. From when he comes off the bench, he always seems to get up his shots. He doesn't shoot the highest percentage, but we know he's a really good shooter of the ball, and he's starting to really show that. Showed that a little bit against Purdue, but we might need him to sh- make like two, three, two or three threes overall. I want Jamie Kaiser to be, I think he is an X factor in this game, but I want him to really be the difference in this game. But I do think we need Jamie Kaiser to shoot the ball well. And then we need to limit turnovers. If we're not sh- a great shooting team, which we aren't, we can't shoot really at all. We can't turn over the ball. We can't give away possessions. We're not a team that can shoot our way back into the game. We're not a team that can do that. So I think we can't turn over the ball and we can't get down more than like seven points. We can't get down double digits because it's really hard for us to come back overall. Some teams can do that. Some teams like a Purdue, like we just played, they can get down 10 and come back. We can't probably. So we need to stay close. Even if we're not winning, we just need to stay close and get the game to the last three minutes overall. When I look at Minnesota, they shoot the three ball really well. They shoot the three ball at 36.8%, so almost 37%, which is a really solid spot to be at shooting the three ball. And they got three guys in their starting lineup that shoot the ball really well. Mike Mitchell, a starting guard, shoots 42% from three. Joshua Ola-Joseph shoots 57% from three. And Cam Christie. Christie shoots the ball almost 40% from the three-point arc. And so I'm saying, Minnesota, we can't let them just get threes up. We got to play the three-point line well because we know we can't hit shots. So if they're hitting shots and we're probably not hitting shots, we probably lose the game realistically. So we have to stop them from shooting the ball well. Since we won't have another podcast until after the game, since it's Friday, I'm going to go ahead and drop my prediction. I'm going to say I'm going to say Minnesota wins the game. I think Minnesota wins the game. I don't see us winning this uh, this game. I think it can be close. I think Maryland keeps it close, but I think Minnesota wins this game. I just think they shoot the three ball too well overall and they have a lot of depth and scoring. I was going through their stats and stuff and they got like five, six guys averaging double figures. They're definitely way more deep than us and a much more balanced team overall, which I think we have trouble with overall. But that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're here every day talking Maryland football and basketball. And thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.